<laughs> Gabby's drinking whiskey, everyone. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> tea and whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Tea and whiskey. I love that. That should be like a someone should start that. Like that would like be a, like a franchise. Like, like a, a cafe. That could be a whole yeah. thing. Tea and whiskey. I would go. <laughs> I could go there for the tea. Well, yeah, the tea, and then everyone else can get whiskey. The yeah. honey is at the bottom, too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> for everyone who's watching. Um, welcome surprise, guys. surprise. <laughs> we are at my home and Gabby is uh solo traveling, so she made her way down to my neck of the woods. And I'm so excited that you're here. Me too. This is so fun. This is so fun. <laughs> I think we just need more in-person conversations like this for sure. It just makes such a big difference in my mood. And this just comes back to everything that we talk about, like with community mm. and everything, like all the time. Like we're always talking about community. I swear, you guys, that is big medicine right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just one, like even just one person. Mm-hmm. You don't need this huge commune, even though that would be amazing. Well, especially as like entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, like whatever you want to call us. Um, I'm home alone all day and I have like six eyeballs three dogs (laughs) just staring at me all day long. And I don't know, there's just only so much talking that you can do with them. And Mm -hmm. so for me to have another system here feels really, really nice. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited. We're going to record some podcast episodes for you guys. And yeah, we're actually having um, a Friendsgiving this weekend. So it's what also, what Gabby also gets to join in on. I'm so excited. (laughs) I love, again, just the concept of community. Like I love hosting. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. A lot of people like feel the opposite. Like I hate hosting, but I love hosting with a passion. Mm. It just feels so right. I'm like, not I love having people over and friends over and things like that but my mom yeah I think I've talked to you about this she didn't post a lot and so I'm excited to see like your flow my flow (laughs) I have a lot to learn my flow is very um well actually I was just sharing this with a friend on a voice message the other day about like the, the, all of the events that occur within that day, when you're preparing for an event, for me growing up, it was like, we get up in the morning, we make breakfast and then the music turns on. And then we start cleaning the entire house, getting ready for everyone. We cook so much food, so much food. And then everyone starts piling in and then just the conversation after conversation, after conversation, and then the dancing that happens. I don't know. It's just what I grew up with. So yeah. That's amazing. I'm excited. That's so fun. Anyway, y'all. Um, yeah. So if that didn't give you a clue, cause this won't release until next year, but we're recording this before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And, um, speaking of, I feel like during the holidays, uh, cortisol levels may go up, stress hormones may increase because, I don't know. I feel like society's kind of made it that way during this time of year. Mm -hmm. Like all the, all the shopping that needs to happen, all the The preparation, the perfection, like a lot of our wounds are surfacing during this time. So what an opportunity and what a gift to be able to, um, kind of just notice them 
and kind of see how they surface in our day-to-day lives during this season and just gently see how we can support them. Mm-hmm. So stress is something that I'm I'm very, very familiar with. And, and like when I was just speaking of, uh, you know, the day of the event and how I grew up, there was also like mass chaos. It almost felt like 911 emergency. Like we got to make sure everything is perfect before everyone arrives. They got to be ready. Have I'm you seen sweating. the video of the guy that's impersonating a mom doing that? But okay, no, I haven't. But like probably, probably that is exact to a T. Yeah. Like the vacuuming, the sweating that's going on and like everyone's just like very dysregulated, but at the same time, like the duality of like, wow, this is so exciting. But at the same time, there's like that pressure that you put on yourself to like perform and make everything perfect. Yeah. So I think this, this cortisol episode will be helpful. Um, even as, as you are entering the new year and really like knowing this information is just useful for the modern industrialization that is our society today. (laughs) <laughs> I have to show you that video. He's, Please do. He's basically he's running around doing everything. And at one point, I don't know if he says this exactly, but at one point he's like, if your bedroom's not clean yet, just throw it out. <laughs> and it's so, yeah, it's so reminiscent. <laughs> it is on holidays and holidays um, can be, we're obviously past when this is releasing like Kara said, but if you're on a healing journey, it can be um, anxiety provoking to be surrounded by everything that not only like the emotions and the food and everything that your family typically does, if you have been on a journey of switching things up and bringing more healing pieces into your life. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So cortisol, I first want to like talk about how this is a nervous system response. I think um, a lot of us are well aware of stress hormones. Um, I mean, cortisol is one of them. You also have adrenaline um, and uh, aldosterone can also turn into a stress hormone. Estrogen can be a stress hormone. It's really just like everything, it's going to sound so cliche, but everything in balance, like when there's a time and a place for these stress hormones to come into play, but it's, um, it's when we get stuck in that state, which unfortunately kind of comes back down to our childhood and how the conditioning was, um, during that time in our lives. Um, if we are just so accustomed to, and that's kind of like my story right there, right? Where, you know, I started hosting events and I started behaving in the same way that my caretakers were were exhibiting themselves in front of me, unbeknownst to them, like I was subconsciously picking up on that energy. And so that's kind of like how I went about handling, you know, stuff in my life as I got older. And so it first takes like, I think that awareness, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, okay, I'm ramped up. A lot of people don't even know what anxiety feels like in their body or um, that fight or flight energy and what that feels like in their body. Um, but for me, I start to notice like, okay, my heart's racing. My eyes are all big. Maybe I'm like sweating from my armpits or like my hands are all clammy um, and I'm feeling out of breath because that pleasurable like I mean not when I'm preparing for an event that I'm I'm about to see my my loved ones it's like a really beautiful event I'm excited but um 
for some reason, there's that like sense of urgency. And are we coming down after that activation? Are we regulating after that activation? Um, and if not, then that's how we begin getting stuck in that like survival response. And of course, when we're in that survival response, that's when a lot of disease begins to occur in our bodies. And then that's when symptoms start manifesting, such as um, blood sugar dysregulation being one of them. Mm -hmm. The body can only keep up for so long, like keeping you safe. Mm -hmm. And then eventually things yeah. start to crumble, but you might not even realize that they're crumbling until you really take a hard look at how yeah. you're feeling. And then things start to happen. And a lot of, we were actually just talking about, um, when some people that wear like getting into the blood sugar piece and people that wear glucose monitors notice that in stressful times, work meetings, um, even being in stressful cities, I actually just came from New York city. And I noticed <laughs> that my sympathetic was like on, even though I didn't even like those two days, I didn't even do that much, but I was sweating more. I was just like on edge, just being in an environment like that. Um, and that's when eventually it feels good at first. Cortisol actually feels really good, but then eventually the body's mm -hmm. like, we cannot keep up anymore. I love how you said that. Like stress hormones feel really, really mm -hmm. good. And, and so you have to like use your discernment in that. I remember you were talking about that in Portugal. Mm -hmm. Like I actually don't feel that bad despite, but you knew that it was like stress hormones. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what the exact thing in was. Portugal. Yeah. I feel like I do remember talking about this. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> and that's what happened though. Yeah. It's like, wow, I didn't get much sleep, but I still feel fine. Oh, that was, I was talking about that in Mexico in Tulum. Oh, it was Mexico. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then you know what happened? I was talking about that. I actually like, yeah, I was talking so much about that, how I didn't sleep very much and it felt so good. And like, I was like, I must be running on cortisol. And then I got super sick. Oh, that's right. That was like, that's interesting. That was probably the sickest I've ever been in my life was yeah. the, the week later. And I was, it was just a reminder. This feels good until it really doesn't. <laughs> Your body compensates so well, like mm -hmm. literally, I mean, the body is such a, a piece of art, honestly. Mm -hmm. And then we can actually see this on an HTMA, like which stage of stress uh, someone is in. Yeah. Um, because the body will compensate until it can't compensate anymore. And then that's when we start to ex experience like extreme exhaustion. And we've been running on E for a while, but you don't really feel it until it's safe to feel it. And I kind of talk about this phenomenon sometimes. Um, I felt really good in college for the most part. And then all of a sudden when I left and I finally felt like I was safe because all throughout college, like there was so much turbulence in my inner world. I wasn't sleeping. Okay. Maybe in hindsight, like I wasn't feeling that well, but <laughs> I didn't really think anything of it. Um, and then finally I moved out of my college town and went back home and I might was in a safe relationship, secure relationship. And then all these symptoms started popping up. Mm -hmm. And I think like when my body finally yes. felt like at rest and at ease, it's like, okay, going to give you everything now. And I've talked about this with some of my clients too. And they noticed that in their stories as well. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting how your body just kind of like does what it needs to do in order, you know, to, it's like, okay, we'll do it. And, and, and then finally when it's safe, 
and at rest, then it's like, okay, well, here's all the ramifications because of everything that we did for you for the past five years. Um, but yeah, because that high cortisol, when your cortisol it has to stay high for so long, eventually it turns into low cortisol. Yeah. And then you have that switch between high, 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 and then low, low, low. And then that's where like the chronic fatigue sets in because you don't have enough cortisol to wake you up during the day. It's just tapped out at that point. Um, so then that's when you start typically to feel the symptoms is when the cortisol can no longer keep up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a tough place to be been there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of people don't really think about the ramifications of cortisol on blood sugar dysregulation because mm -hmm. they're like, you know, food is important and we are nutritionists. So we emphasize that we understand the importance of food, but the effects of stress, like regardless of, of how perfectly your meals are balanced mm -hmm. and how much protein you're eating and all of that. But if you are actually just living this life that is not in alignment with your physiology, I almost hate using that word sometimes too, but like mm -hmm. when you are living a life that is, is not supportive to your female physiology, remember like we are such cyclical beings living in a linear world, um, then we're, we're going to suffer those ramifications and our blood sugar is going to take a hit. And so we're going to feel like we're on this. And then the idea of like, wow, my blood sugar is not getting better. Like letting that become another stressor as well. And so it's, it's really this hamster wheel that we're on of trying to regulate things. And now for a quick pause to talk about one of our sponsors. Did you know when we sleep, we're our most vulnerable? No one ever really stops to think about where they spend seven to nine hours of their days but don't worry guys, it didn't occur to me until a few years ago. So I'm here to shed some light on it. Unfortunately, lots of fabrics today are covered with hormone disruptors and we don't even realize it. That's right, your polyesters, your non-organic cotton, etc. So I've started off by switching my pillows, my favorite body pillows made by none other than Savvy Rest. It's filled with certified organic kapok and kapok is a cotton-like substance that grows from the ceiba tree. These trees can be found in tropical climates from Mexico to West Africa, and Savvy Rest believes in utilizing natural resources rather than synthetic materials for our health and the health of the planet. Savvy Rest body pillows come with an unbleached, naturally colored organic cotton casing with a soft flannel finish. They also have mattresses, other pillows, bedding, furniture, baby mattresses, and even doggy beds. They literally have everything to fit all of your needs. So don't wait, check them out, Head to SavvyRest.com today and use code KMW for a discount. Now back to the show. But um, yeah, I was pre-diabetic and it was really scary to hear it when I was 25 years old. Mm -hmm. And it just made me think of like, wow, my mom has blood sugar issues. And, you know, it really is just all on my mom's side, my mom's line. Um and I also had like a slew of other things going on in my body, like really poor digestion, had candida, was on a slow train to hypothyroidism. I would even argue like it was there, but I hadn't done a hair tissue mineral analysis then. It was just blood mm -hmm. that was being tested. So I have seen like my thyroid ratio is a little bit higher than I would like to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. And, and what I was doing a lot of then was a lot of the nut butters, a lot of the replacement mm -hmm. of milk dairy products. And 
that was not was what was actually what I needed, I feel like, because soon after I eliminated um, a lot of nut and seed products, I started feeling loads better. And my energy felt like it was coming back. I mean, I felt like a sloth mm-hmm. because I had low cortisol and I had, I was pre-diabetic and all these things that were really low. It just felt like, and I talk about this all the time, but my environment was a big, big factor in that. But I'm also not telling everyone to just go up all their lives, like <laughs> in one out. evening, move <laughs> out, like change where you no, that's not what yeah. I'm saying at all. But um, because maybe that does resonate or maybe it doesn't. Maybe it is something smaller in your life that that can shift. But for me, it was leaving a certain environment. And not only that, not just the leaving, but the I think the recovery happened because of the love I was surrounded by afterwards. Sure. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the medicine, the laughter, the belly laughter. I mm-hmm. asked, I asked my clients this often. I'm like, when's the last time you belly laughed? Yeah. The most healing thing in the when world. When's the last time you belly laughed? Like while I, laying in the sunshine. While laying in the sunshine. Double whammy there. Um, yeah, I just feel like the, the the simplest things are the biggest medicine. Um, and can have such a such a big impact on your physiology. And therefore, you know, you can experience the regulation inside of your body, um, nervous system wise, which of course um, connects to blood sugar dysregulation. Mm-hmm. And I think when your blood sugar is dysregulated, um, because of stress hormones, that's obviously going to impact your sleep. And I don't think people, a lot of people in today's world really know what good sleep feels like. Mm. Yeah. Cause I've gotten a taste of it. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I haven't gotten that my entire life. No, for absolutely sure. not. Like in high school, especially college. Yeah. And it's crazy too, because a lot of people think that as long as I get something that has been drilled, I think into most of us, maybe you're not doing it, but that's okay. Is eight hours, like seven to nine hours is ideal, but there's a big difference between going to bed from midnight to 8am versus 10am to Mm 6am. There's a time in your sleep cycle where I think it's around like 10, 10 30, where if you're not going to bed at that point, the cortisol spikes again. And you don't want that to be happening while you're awake um, because then that's disrupting your sleep. And then you're probably going to be more tired the next day versus if you had already been sleeping. Um, so eight hours, it does discriminate. It depends like what time those eight hours are within and really following the, um, the clock of the environment or the time zone you're Mm -hmm. in is, and when the sun is setting, I mean, that's why farmers go to bed and ancient, like in history, we didn't have electricity. So Mm. you go to bed, the Amish still do it, go to bed when it's dark out, because you can only do so much by candlelight. Um, and then wake up with the sunrise and that is the natural rhythm. But we of course have so many other things that allow us to be up so much later now and distractions and TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> you know, I've been wanting to do that. Dating Just... apps. <laughs> <laughs> the modern uh, distractions that exist today. But um, I have been wanting to 
light candles all around my home and just let that be the light. Mm-hmm. I will do that when I live with just my partner, but right yeah. now I live with so many people that it's like, they gotta have the TV on. And, but my little sanctuary is like red light only. I have my blue light blockers on at the same time. My phone is on, like it has a red light screen if I'm on it, but you know, yesterday before you came, I was like, um, in my little sanctuary mm-hmm. and I was just there with my Himalayan pink, uh, um, was that pink Himalayan salt? Yeah. Lamp? <laughs> I don't know why I get yeah. so confused saying that. Yeah, pink weird. Himalayan weird. salt. Weird. Himalayan yeah. salt lamp. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Um, and I was just there like breathing into my belly and it just felt so good mm-hmm. and then shutting away all the loud like tv noises that were downstairs i had my music on that was really regulating there are still things that you can do within your environment that can mm-hmm. cultivate safety even if your environment that you're in isn't exactly safe even if that is just a corner of the the home or maybe that is going outside more often um to cultivate that safety because yeah. i think a lot of us do probably feel like that that inclination to wow i just got to like move to wherever so that I can actually just feel safe for once. And, you know, in in certain instances, that is a hundred percent necessary, you know, with abuse and stuff, but you know, some people can't right now Mm -hmm. and still want to be able to do this work to the best of their capacity that they have right now. I think that's what Gabby and I are big proponents of meeting yourself where you are right now, honoring that and doing the best that you can to not like overwhelm and stress your system out even more. Yeah. No Um, matter where you are, you can always, there's always things available for you. And even I was in, yeah, like in Brooklyn, I was in a high rise apartment. There was so many lights coming in. Um, It was beautiful, but I noticed, okay, I need to be really intentional about my sleep here because there's so much going on, whether that's like the EMF of the city, all of that. But we don't have to go down a rabbit hole. We can stay empowered that like I have control over this. So I made the room like as dark as possible. I put my red light glasses on like anything I can do to have more like, what's the word? Not control, but just like be nourishing my body the best way I can. And the things that I don't have control over, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, So another action step there is like in the morning, um, exposing your eyes to light is really important for cortisol regulation. That is actually what starts the process of the later melatonin that will kick in um, when darkness comes. So melatonin isn't only, okay, now it's coming because it's dark. It's a process that happens and starts in the morning. So setting up your sleep really happens in the morning. So going for a walk, if a walk is inaccessible to you every day in the morning, then exposing your eyes to the outdoor light for two minutes. That's like the minimum two minutes and two minutes can be enough if that's all you have. Um, So yeah. What else? No, I love that. I mean, I think that was, that was Yeah. I mean, I think just to like not overwhelm our audience, like Mm -hmm. I feel like just starting there. I mean, there really Mm -hmm. isn't anything too crazy that I do for sleep. Yeah. And I think that's why I sleep well. Right. Now I still like without having to take melatonin and like all of these things. It's like eating protein throughout the day is also helping your sleep because then your blood sugar is not crashing in the middle of the night, which will spike your cortisol and wake you up. 
So having enough protein, getting outdoor light exposure can be as simple as that. It can be as simple as that. I think that's, you know, when we are in so much of the, like, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that. It's we're so much in the doing Mm -hmm. instead of in the being. And as I just said, like I slept so well last night by just like breathing into my womb and playing some music. And I had my Himalayan salt lamp on. Mm -hmm. That was great. Mm -hmm. Your body feels safe. Yeah. Or like a regulating resource, like uh, hugging Gabby, Mm -hmm. like, you know, or, or hugging your partner or hugging your dog or whatever it is, your body pillow. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to speak to everyone here. <laughs> um, yeah, like just keeping it super simple. I think that's like, I explained to you, like this season of life is about simplifying my life. Mm-hmm. And it just comes back to that saying, like less is so much more. And like, I think our human minds can kind of love to complicate things and, and, you know, understandably so. Um, they're so brilliant. Our minds are so brilliant. Um, and sometimes we kind of have to step in and say, no, like this, this is enough. And that can also be, you know, challenging to do when we're recovering from like, I feel like a lot of the women that I work with are, you know, recovering, uh, perfectionists in a sense. Um, and so we feel like we need to do everything right Otherwise we're doing it wrong or we're not allowed to make mistakes or we're never going to feel better, et cetera, you know, just going down that spiral, but, um, having so much grace and compassion with yourself in this journey is so, so important and will help you sleep better. Um, yeah. And I think my biggest action step would be to seek support. Um, that alone can alleviate so much. I can't tell you how many women have come to me. I'm not sure if it's the same for you, Gabby, who just feels so relieved to just be working with someone. Like it's literally like a weight lifted off their shoulders where they can just stop the, the, the percolating thoughts mm-hmm. and the incessant worrying about like, am I doing this right? Oh, this is so confusing. And you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, it can be endless there. So just pausing that cycle and seeking support um, or doing a course. <laughs> we're doing it. taking it to the next level um gabby and i are big on coming back to the basics and inside of our passive body basics uh course we'll link it in the show notes we have audio only lessons for you all along with um pdfs for, for visual learners as well um so that you guys can really come back to the basics and and learn how to kind of restore metabolic function in your body through nutrition and nervous system support. Um, So that is linked for you in the show notes. And yeah, right now it is $49. So you guys should get in now because the, the investment will be doubling here soon. So we hope to see you guys inside. And that's all we got. Yeah, that's all we got. All right, guys, let's talk to you in the next episode. Bye.